Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. Loud up. What do you got? All right, guys. So no surprise, right? Three-day weekend, 4th of July. Money's a little tight. You know, I was telling my parents, what were we going to do? Where are we going to go buy fireworks? And my dad's like, Psh, ain't nobody got time to burn money. So I did some research and I saw a few places in L.A. County that you guys can go to that you can watch the fireworks for free. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give you just quick ones in L.A. So if you're like in the Cerritos area, before somebody corrects me, Cerritos High School is going to have a show at 9 p.m. Irwindale Park, 9 p.m. If you're like in Monrovia, Pasadena, We'll also have, I mean, the Rose Bowl, you got to pay. So there's that. There's a place in Long Beach, Queensway Bay, with a free view, and then you get to see, like, a beautiful skyline. I mean, that's pretty badass. Mm-hmm. If you're in Orange County, Buena Park, and Knott's Berry Farm, again, you got to pay. But in your Belinda, your Belinda Middle School will have them at 9 p.m. Riverside, if you're in the Corona area, they're going to have a free viewing in Santana Park. In Riverside, in La Sierra Park, all of these are at 9 p.m. And in San Bernardino, in Upland, Holiday Rock Quarry, 9 p.m., and then Rancho Cucamonga in Lone Mart Field at uh, Rancho Cucamonga Epicenter, 9 p.m. You guys can watch some free fireworks. I don't understand the whole pay for fireworks thing. Explain that to me. Well, like if you go to the Rose Bowl, you got to pay to get in. It's right. not free. Why would I want, yeah, why would I want to be in the Rose Bowl? I mean, why, I'd be out in the parking lot and watch the same fireworks show. I mean, you probably got to pay to be at the parking lot. Pay in the parking lot, yeah. Okay, well, I'll be in in the general vicinity, so I don't have to. I mean, come on, really? I got to pay to go watch the fireworks? I'm going to be at the rooftop of my uh, my apartment complex this year because. You'll be able to see it all. I'm going to be see the whole city because I'm in downtown. But a lot of people don't got that cap, so I'm just saying, if you can't. Look, fireworks are expensive. I literally went outside of a store today. Just to kind of see how much they were. And like the little box that used to cost like $15, it was like $35. I'm like, dude, inflation, bro. Nobody has money to, I mean, I'm sure people are going to buy them, but I'm not spending $35 to buy money. Hell no. Hell no. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not spending money to go in to watch a fireworks show when I, there's all these free fireworks shows everywhere. I'm going to Disneyland. They're going to yeah, burn them there. They're free. in the air. Right, that's what fireworks I'm saying. All you got to do is look up on 4th of July. Look up. There's yeah. fireworks. Well, I've I'm, never heard of paying for. Yeah, I've never heard of paying for. <laughs> no, I'm still. That's oh. what I said. I said I've never heard of paying for fireworks. Yeah, it's a, it is a thing. Like in certain places, you do have to pay. It's like a paid admission because you know the fireworks are expensive. They have to have firefighters well, there. They do like of, a huge show. Yeah, it's right? a huge yeah. show. It's not like the stuff that you see on the streets. Like it's a huge show, and they need firefighters there, so they got to pay for that. So that's yeah. why they, you know, you got to pay to get in. But, yeah. I mean, there's a ton of free ones, too. Yeah. That is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times, less than 90 minutes from wherever you are. More spots, uh, wing spots that people are shouting out uh, in honor of International Wing Day. Uh, the Post Pizza in El Monte. Um, what's the other one? Sorry. I'm trying to scroll down here. My bad. Um, okay. I had a bunch of. Oh, I'm in the wrong spot. It's in the community. Duh. Um, so I'm, oh, this are thinking about getting wings. I'm thinking about getting wings tonight. Now, now it's National now, Wing Day. Vinny V says that their peanut butter wings 
that he's at? got uh, here at Fire Wings. You, know, you can't have that, Laura. But he says that Lindsay, he thinks Lindsay would be all in on They look good. I would totally eat them. They do look delicious. They look. The picture he sent us does look good. Um, so here's some more places. Uh, Garney Meat Market in Pasadena grills wings for you. Uh, Alondra's already said. Bomb Chicken in Gardena. Uh, Not Gardena? Is that a different place? No, Gardena's the flower, as I mentioned earlier. Okay. Uh, fat Burger Wings, Casey says. Like Fat Burger? Like Fat Burger, Fat Burger? I don't know. I've never had their wings. I haven't actually been to Fat Burger in a long time, and there is one Same. in the South Bay. But uh, OB Bear in Koreatown. Uh, Kyochon Chicken in K-Town. Eat at Joe's in Huntington Beach. It's my weekly spot. Fire Wings just opened up in Fountain Valley. Uh, check out SoCal Wings in Long Beach off Atlantic and PCH. Uh, over under Public House in Old Town Burbank. Best Wings. I dare you to eat their ghost pepper wings. Oh, Cappy, I think we got a dare for you. Dude, I don't know, man. I've I've done these like hot wing eating things before. Yeah. And I'll just tell you this, George. Here, here's my uh, my threshold. You, but right? if we went to Burbank, yeah, would you do it? Would you I'd try probably, one? I'd probably give it a try, but I'll just say this. Just to give you an idea of where my threshold is. Yeah. I went to Chipotle today for lunch. Okay. You know, with my son. It was a nice little Or afternoon. as Laura calls it. Chipotle. Yeah. What do you call it? It's a joke. Chipotle. What does yeah. that mean? Chipotle. 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 <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go ahead. You went to Chipotle. And what happened? So I said to the guy, I go, all right, listen, I'll take the brown rice with the pinto beans, chicken. I like that little corn thing you got going on there. And then I'll take the red sauce. Yeah. Topped with a little cheese and guac. And you had the, the really spicy sauce. Dude, I'm not joking when I tell you. It looked like I, I just got done running a marathon. Like the water, the sweat was dripping mm -hmm. down the side of my head, off the back of my ears, down my neck. At one point, I felt like a bead of sweat go down the back of my pants. I mean, I was sweating like I was running a marathon because yeah. of the red sauce at Chipotle. So, I George, if the red sauce at Chipotle is a 6.9 on a scale of 10, what do you think those wings are? Oh, like a, like a 15. See, I'm not down with that, man. I mean, I'm, I, mean I, I like hot stuff. But Don't even be Mason. If you, why? What is Mason? What's Remember his deal? Remember when we went to Buffalo Wild Wings and he was like, I can eat the hottest one, blah, 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 blah. He had like a little tiny bite and he was like, I'm done. Me and yeah, Janice see, had like two or three. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm not, you know, usually me, I'm like, ah, oh, I can do 50 push-ups, no problem, and then I don't, you know. I can hit 10 threes in a row, and then I do. I mean, yes, all the stupid confidence stuff I say. When it comes to eating super hot stuff, I'm not really bragging about that one. I'm out on that. How about you, George? Can you handle it? No. I mean, I'll try it, but it will be a disaster. Yeah. Bring extra underwear. That's all I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's okay. get to this, this uh, KG sound real quick, because uh, Hooper's ex is very upset at us. He says, for Christ's sake, Ed Sedano and Scott Kaplan, get to the Lakers already. Okay. Relax. We'll get there. It's a Friday, bro. Relax. Holiday it is a Friday. Weekend. Chill out, bro. It's Friday. Can I ask a question about the Lakers? Can I just ask one question? Ask the question before I get to Kevin Garnett, or can you, or do you want to wait till after Kevin? Just Garnett? want to ask a quick question. Can someone explain to me how the Lakers were twenty-two to one in Vegas to win the championship next year, and they've all, all they've gone down to ten to one? Why are people putting money on the Lakers to win the championship oh, next year? Because every year a bunch of people go to Vegas because of the. I mean, the, the 
just how close it is in proximity, and they always bet the Lakers. That happens every year. From 22 to 1 no, to 10 No, it wasn't to 1. 22. It wasn't 22. No, I'm it telling was... you, that's what it was. It was 22 to 1. It's now down to 10 to 1. It was 22 to 1 at Caesars. It's not 10. I have it at 12 right now. But no, it wasn't 22 either. It was like under, It was like 15 or 16 to 1, and then it went down to 12. All I'm telling you, George, is that ESPN.com has an article that says it's Caesars Sportsbook. It went from 22 okay. to 1 to 10 to 1. So all I'm asking is this. What have the Lakers done that it's have made just, people I bet on them? I just told you what it is. It's the proximity. It's just purely because people from L.A. go to, go to Vegas. Yes, all the time. And oh, Vegas is weird. also a huge Laker fan hub, too. I get it. But, man, if I were a Laker fan that was like, hey, I really want to make a bet on this team. Well, it's rare that, they're, that they have those kind of odds, too. Right, but get it down to 10 to 1. I mean, 10 to 1, it's not. 10 to now 1, I would never bet it. Right. 22 to 1, you're like, all right, why not? I'll take a flyer. Yeah. Anyway, you were saying Kevin Garnett. Let's hear what Kevin Garnett said about Anthony Davis. What, what, what camera I'm looking at? This one? If I'm talking to AD right now, bro, get lost. Go to Hawaii somewhere. Straight up and down. When you come into camp, come into camp better in shape than anybody and everybody. That's what you should be focused on. You should go for the MVP for the 2022-23 season. All Celtics fans going to hate me for saying that, but I'm your OG, and that's what I think. Feel me? I'm still Celtics for life, still C's for life, still Soda for life, still Brooklyn for life. But that's my OG advice to AD. If he not doing that, it's his turn to carry the torch. Bron I carried this small for a whole decade and then some. It's the only reason he came to the Lakers, right? No. AD came to the Lakers to be an MVP and to take the torch from bro and carry it. Be real with yourself. Go in the lab and get your shit right. There's no way he's probably not top 10, top 5 in this game. Come on, man. That's all I'm going to say because I'm going to start getting heat. I feel myself sweating already. Man, he <laughs> can be so much better than what he is. And, yeah. You know, I don't know what's around him, but, yeah, I, I would love to be able to work with somebody like that. I can't wait to see. Oh, man, I'm actually looking forward to that influence on him because he can be MVP of the league, man. He can be. He should be MVP of the league one time. He that For good. Sure. All right, so that's Kevin Garnett on Showtime on his show KG Certified. And look, I mean, he's basically said the stuff you and I have talked about. I actually loved what Kevin Garnett just said, and there are a few uh, phrases that he used in there in there that I'm going to steal and start incorporating into my own language, like straight up and down all the time, something like that. He said, I like that. Look, I love what he's selling. Hey, AD, you got to set a goal. The goal is... I'm going to try to lead the Lakers to a championship, and I'm going to be so good, and I'm going to be so reliable, and I'm going to be there in every game that, you know what? I'm going to be MVP of the league. My goal is championship and MVP. For me to be MVP, I got to play. I can't be hurt. I can't be sitting on the bench. I can't be street clothes Davis. I got to be Anthony Davis. I got to be AD. So Kevin Garnett, you, you sell that to the young brother. I'm telling you right now, get that guy to Hawaii. Get him with his trainers. Get him with a, a dietitian. Get him with proper physical whatever people do. Physical. What? You know, physical <laughs> stuff. You know. Wait, look, Laura, can you cut that up for later? Because that is hysterical. That was like, just one of those you were like, outs. Cappy, you yeah. were rolling. Yeah, I mean, and then I you flamed were out. on fire. And yeah. then you, you just, just like, you, your wheels came off. Right. Like, I couldn't get out like physical therapist. I was like, physical people, things that. That athletes use, you know, therapist was a hard word to get to. I just couldn't get to it. It's on a roll. <laughs> I'm with Kevin Garnett. 
Yeah. Tell Anthony Davis, disappear. Set a goal. Do everything you can humanly do to accomplish the goal and come back and yeah. let everybody walk into the gym and go, oh, damn. Do you, you remember? AD? Do you remember when I said to you months ago, I said, if I were Anthony Davis, remember I told you the story that a Hall of Fame player told me, we were at the time we were talking about Joel Embiid. And I said, well, you know, why has Joel Embiid done a much better job of staying healthy? And he says, oh, his footwork is incredible now. And I said, oh, I said, well, what do you think of AD's problem is? And he goes, his footwork is not incredible. And I said, remember I said, he should go seek out Akeem or any of these guys that had incredible footwork. By the way, Rasheed Wallace, uh, if he is on this staff, if you know, I guess if that's locked in, he's, he, he's one of those guys who had incredible footwork and obviously had the right attitude that you need to have, the toughness that you need to have. And KG literally just said he'd be willing to work with him. Like, those are the, the guys that AD should be seeking out. I don't know if Akeem still does that stuff because he's older now. Um, but if Rashid is on this staff, he should certainly seek his advice all the time. And if Kevin Garnett is willing to do it, he should absolutely do it. How many guys have, like, been from a previous generation who have worked with a current generation? You know, I, I think of, like, Bill Walton seemed to always be coaching somebody, you know? Mm -hmm. And if Kevin Garnett wants to do that, because, you know, he was kind of a guy that always was training at UCLA in the summertime and, you know, was running all those games – if Kevin Garnett thinks he knows something that he can help Anthony Davis, if Anthony Davis would listen, which, by the way, I don't know if he would or not, because remember at the end of the season when everybody suggested, yo, you got to do everything different this offseason because you keep getting hurt, mm -hmm. and Anthony Davis was like, no, I don't. Everything I'm doing is exactly right. It's just that these are strange, bizarre injuries. They're, this is not because of my training. So I don't even know if, if Anthony Davis is open to suggestions, but I like what Kevin Garnett is selling. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly what um, what KG or excuse me, what AD should do. Take those old guys and let them help you take your game to a different level. Like I, I, I would do it. I would listen. I, I, I'm sure you've done it. I've done it. I've sought out advice from people in this industry that I really, really admire, and and just go out and pick their brain occasionally. You know, I honestly. You know, I know we were joking about Kevin Harlan, but I when I had dinner with Kevin Harlan those nights, there was one night we walked back from the restaurant to the hotel. It was like a 20-minute walk, and it was an incredible conversation both ways. Like, he was asking me a ton of stuff about me. I was picking his brain on a bunch of stuff, and that's what you should do, you know, if you're AD. You should pick the brain, not of Kevin Harlan, who's great, obviously, but different kind of great, of Kevin Garnett, different Rasheed Kevin Wallace, all those, Akeem, all those guys. So Yeah, I mean, how about, listen, you, you have access to guys – I'm sure, through the Lakers and, and through your own relationship. You want to talk to Shaq and go work with Shaq? Go ahead. Uh, you want to talk to Kareem and, 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 and kind of pick his brain? Go for it. I yeah. mean, all these guys are accessible to you. Yeah. I love what Kevin Garnett says. Go disappear, set your goal to be MVP, do everything that it's going to take, and then come back and just show everybody that you can be the guy. All right, speaking of being the guy... UCLA and USC are the guys now. They have led the way in the defections to the Big Ten. And I think it's, there's a domino. Uh, there's more dominoes ready to fall, including some more potential Pac-10 teams, or Pac-12 teams, pardon me, uh, leaving, and one big fish in college football. Let's see what the fallout is. We'll discuss it next. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Crank it up, Laura. Boots with the fur. Like the whole club looking at her. Go ahead, Cappy. She hit the floor. She hit the floor. Shorty got low, 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 low. Yeah. You should see me jamming right now. Oh, I, I can imagine it. Yeah. I look like John Ireland was dancing yesterday. Did you see that? You guys laugh at me for my bad dancing. Did you see John Ireland in studio yesterday? I did not. No, there was a video. I did not get a chance to actually watch it, though. I think uh, next year at the Mandy's, when they show off dance moves, that's one that's really going to make an impact. I'll tell you that. Mm. And so, we've Ro- already got a new beef of the year going between Bergman and Mason and I. Oh, I know. Well, we had another one. Oh, we had Lindsay and, and Emily as well before that. So there's, yeah. And then me and like their show. Yeah, like George and everybody. Yeah. And their show. Well, except Sliwa and Travis. I mean, Sliwa and Taylor. Um, so the, uh, Robert Wilkins uh, tweets in the community, the Sedona Cap community, which you can uh, become part of if you go to your Twitter and look for the look in the communities, and then in the search, type in Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust. Uh, Robert Wilkins, who is a uh, loyal listener to the show, says if AD was going to step to the challenge that KG just presented, he already would have been talking to and working with those guys. I mean, in theory, you're right, but I mean, it's never too late to start. Just uh, love what Kevin Garnett says about this stuff. You know, like, dude, just go away. Don't let anybody know what kind of training you're doing. Yeah. Take your team, man. Take your chef. Take your trainer. Take your, your, your physician. I don't care. Take everybody that's on your staff. Work your body. Work your moves. Work your shot. Get a, get a coach down there. Get other players to keep it quiet. Just go away. And when it's time for training camp, show up looking so good that everybody can go, damn, look at A.D., he ain't playing games. He came in in the best shape of his life. We've never seen him look like this. Yeah. So Bilal tweets us, uh, tweets me and says, I recently saw Elijah on a, on a YouTube video working with the Rockets Rookie Center. He's still on. Uh, Alperin Sengun, who people think can be uh, the next Nikola Jokic, uh, is the guy the Rockets drafted uh, you know, near the top of the draft last year. when you know, right, They drafted Jalen Green, obviously, number two, and then Sengun was also shortly thereafter. Um, so I guess, yeah, I guess Akeem is still doing that stuff. But by the way, for non-Rockets players, Akeem, and it's not that AD doesn't have that kind of coin, but let's just say Akeem used to charge a hefty fee is what I would say. 
Hey, by the way, um, you mentioned Jokic's name for a second, and I know mm-hmm. we've been talking about all the rumors, and I know it's yeah. a lot juicier and it's a lot more dramatic to theorize where will uh, KD go, where will Kyrie go, and yeah. you know the free agency drama is exciting. So we don't really talk about guys that re-sign with their teams. Yeah, Joe, Jokic signed the richest contract in the NBA. Five years, $270 million. Yeah. Think about that, everybody. Good for Five him. years, two hundred and seven. You're you're paid over fifty million dollars a year because you are one of the greatest basketball players on the planet. You make the top basketball player now makes over fifty million dollars a year. Good for him, is right. Oh man, you got to train your kids to be basketball players, everybody. I mean, I know well, you, I the, mean, the chances are one in five billion. You know, can be basketball players though. You got to stretch your children, everybody. At night, you pull on their legs and you pull on what their are you arms. Talking about you Stop try and that. get them to seven feet tall. That's what you do. Oh my God, what's wrong with you? Seriously, I mean, I want my kid to grow up to make five-year contracts at two hundred and seventy million dollars. Two hundred and seventy million dollars i might get pregnant to have a nba player damn it that's a lot of money well sorry christian christian six two yeah but you ain't getting into the nba at six two there's not very many i mean i know but you know his family's tall my family's tall maybe we can make a big tall baby i don't know okay he got the hair game (laughs) (laughs) to be a baller oh you're funny he does have cool hair that's for sure and he Uh, smells delicious Real quick, Cappy. Mm-hmm. So with UCLA and USC doing what they did yesterday and God, going to the Big story. Ten. I love it. So now everyone's wondering, well, what's the next domino to fall? Mm-hmm. So the speculation is who's going to go with USC and UCLA? So there's talk about Oregon. There's talk about Washington. But, you know, it's funny because everyone's also talking about, like, well, what's Notre Dame going to do? But here's the thing about Notre Dame that people don't realize. Now, it doesn't mean they can't get out of this, but – Currently, outside of football, they are an ACC member. That's right. So they would have to uh, renounce their, I guess, association with the ACC and pay a hefty buyout to the ACC in that scenario. Um, but people are speculating, should they join the Big Ten? Now, regionally, it makes sense because they're you know, right there in Indiana. But, right. I mean, you've already uh, got Indiana and Purdue and, and the, the rivalries against Michigan and Ohio State and USC. I mean, it would all make sense. Yeah, so it, it does make sense. But there's only room for two more. Like, really, you're not going more than 16 teams in these super conferences. Yeah, but you know what, George? I think about it like this. And you by got... the way, let me ask you this before yeah. you ask me if you think about it like this. Yeah. Let's just say Notre Dame is plausible right mm-hmm. like they just you know let's say Notre Dame's like sorry ACC I'll pay whatever fines you know tens of millions of dollars or whatever it is I'll pay it we want to go to the Big Ten then there's one spot left let's say mm-hmm. are you giving it to Oregon or are you giving it to Washington so there's a case to be made for Washington because of the Seattle TV mark and, and and his history there there is a very solid history of college football tradition and you know uh, I mean you got to go back to the 90s DeMarco's probably listening today but you know they no, did win they the national in, championship uh, they were in the playoff a couple yeah. of years ago yeah they they and they've and they in a cycle they came back a few years ago and they yeah, had with a, Chris Peterson yeah. yeah so Washington also fits the academic uh and university sort of uh setting they're very comparable to me to to Wisconsin to a Penn State, yes. uh, Michigan, etc. So I, why, I think there's a case to be made for Washington. Oregon, though, you know what you get with Oregon. You get Nike. 
you know, and, and there's something to be said for that. But you see, George, I actually think that what you might see is we if, if the number is 16, you might look at the rest of the conference and go, who don't we know? Who do we no longer really need? Because if we wanted to add Oregon and we wanted to add Washington, you know, we'd also love to have Cal and Stanford, too. We'd love to own Northern California, Southern California and the Pacific Northwest. So with Oregon, Washington, Cal, Stanford, USC and UCLA, that the, the Big Ten I mean, just took over the entire West Coast. So I just wonder if maybe there's a possibility that eventually they go, you know what? I don't know about Northwestern. I don't know about Indiana. I mean, I know there's basketball tradition there with Indiana. I don't know if we need Purdue. There's basketball tradition there, too. There's some football tradition. Right. But I'm still, if I were the Big Ten, I'd still be looking at Cal, Stanford, Oregon, and Washington. Well, they're only going to add two more, though. But might they delete some? <laughs> I mean, oh, you're saying get yeah, rid of some of yeah, those old. Like, hey, we got we got some bottom feeders over here that I, aren't I, as sexy. I, maybe like Rutgers or someone like that. But I mean, Rutgers and Maryland don't make sense. But they've got theoretically the New York and the DC TV markets. But it's it. Listen, Notre Dame to the Big Ten. I like it. It makes a lot of sense. You know, Notre Dame though. Notre Dame has always been so arrogant that they have had to uh, that they get to pick and choose when they are a member of a conference and when they're not a member of a conference and when it's football it's all hands off mm-hmm. because we've got the NBC deal and that's where we make money and we don't want to share that with anybody and i really don't know what would happen to their NBC deal should they join a conference like the Big 10 mm-hmm. but regionally it makes all the sense in the world college right. football history and tradition makes a lot of sense yeah. but you know Notre Dame they're so arrogant they are that's why they're Notre Dame. Yeah, I'm a Notre Dame hater. I don't know if I'm a Notre Dame hater. I just, uh, you know, whatever. I'm not I mean, I'm just fan. a hater because, you know, I, I think in my college career, we played them five times. We lost all five times. Really? Yeah. And I mean, like, we were, like, you know, number five in the country and pulling into Notre Dame, and then, you know, the whole season falls apart after they uh, smashed us. Oh, yeah. One year we had them, though, George. My freshman year we had these guys. We had them beat. We had a fumble going into the end zone. We had another fumble at the end of the first half in the end zone. We had the game tied at 17 in the second half. We had too many men on the field on a punt. And in a tie game, the next play, they broke the game open. Did you had miss any beat. field goals? No, I actually actually had a big night that night. Really? Yeah. What's a big night? I mean, I had two, two field goals that were pressure situations. That nice. Were, yeah, that were pretty good. Is that what you think got you into the... Uh... You know, uh, Western Pennsylvania Jewish Sports Hall of Fame. I am so appreciative that you just remembered the name of the Hall of Fame that I am in. And yes, George, I do think it was certain performances against schools like Notre Dame that make you a Western Pennsylvania Jewish Sports Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm reading here from our, our guy, John Wilner, who broke this story, um, that he believes that Washington and Oregon uh, obviously would want to go with UCLA and USC, but he also wonders... Does UCLA and USC even want them to go? Why would they not? Um, he just doesn't. He thinks that. Ba- now, again, I'm just kind of skimming through this. He believes that that is, uh, you know, he, he doesn't want them recruiting against them still. Like they want to get away from Oregon because of the Nike stuff and recruiting and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but I see the thing is, is you could have Oregon and I don't think Oregon poses quite the threat. And here's why. Just for this reason. When you're USC, you can pretty much go anywhere you want to and recruit, or at least you have been able to. But you can, now all of a sudden, any kid that's Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame, all those kinds of Midwestern kind of schools, 
I mean, USC is going to be more visible to those kids in that part of the country than ever, ever before. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. And here's yeah. what's going to happen, George. Yeah. When Michigan Quickly. is playing Michigan State and it's 12 degrees yeah. and Wisconsin goes to the Rose Bowl to play UCLA and it's 75 degrees, all those kids are going to be watching that game from back Why am East. I going there? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I'm going to go out there. I think I'm going to go to all UCLA. Right. Radio Tinder's coming up in 90 seconds. We'll get back to this, and I do want to get back to... I want to get into, like, the Western Conference makeup, which we've never, we didn't actually discuss, and just kind of where the Lakers fit in the Western Conference at the moment. So, with all the moves and trades and free agent moves, etc. So, but Radio Tinder first, we'll do that. Oh, and we do have Dodger stuff. I want to get back to Dodgers Padres. So, all that coming up in the next, in the last hour and change of the show. So, stick around, 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. So I just I just saw the meme that you sent, the latest uh, the Brian Winhurst meme. meme. About the minions. Yeah, about yeah. the minions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. Oh, that's too funny. There are girl minions, but I digress. Oh, yeah, so I'm super excited. Thank you, Christopher. Taking it away now. Um, by the way, people on in the community say that they love the bit, so I guess I'll keep doing it until they're sick of it. Yeah, All right, go. so according to Team USA, the 2028 Summer Olympics in LA could host the game's first ever obstacle course style competition. That's a mouthful. Uh, but before becoming part of the Olympic event list, the obstacle discipline is being tested in Turkey this week. The obstacles will resemble courses like those in American Ninja Warrior, which is watched by millions of people in over 160 countries. The event is expected to replace riding in modern pentathlon. It will feature athletes competing on an obstacle course of 10 obstacles up to approximately 100 meters long. Would you guys be interested in watching an obstacle course event in the Olympics? Swipe left or swipe right? No question. Swipe right. I would love to see that. Um, Now, I don't think the traditionalists and the purists would love that, but I would love to see that because that to me is a pretty true test of athleticism, being able to maneuver around all those things. Yeah. And, you know, it's pretty cool is how American Ninja Warriors, which was, you know, created to be like a studio TV game thing, has turned into a really big cultural deal, right? I mean, shout out to my man, Akbar Baja Biamila. Love that guy. Anyway, I'm with you, George. Good job on the pronunciation. Most people uh, don't nail it like you just did. Crushed it. I feel like um, an obstacle course is a combination of, like, gymnastics and running and, I don't know, all kinds of sports in one. I mean, you've got to be a really, really great athlete to do that American Ninja Warrior stuff. I'd be in on this in summer games. I like it. 
I'd totally right. watch it. What's next? Uh, so there are many different ways of remembering a loved one. And now preserving a dead relative's tattoos by turning them into art is one of them. Okay. So this company named Save My Ink Forever is a company in the U.S. that transforms a loved one's tattoo into a permanent piece of framed artwork so that it can be treasured forever. The process, this is so weird, different, I guess, uh, it's been developed by this company and it alters the chemical structure of the skin, allowing the tattoos to be, pre to be preserved as if they are a canvas of art. Do you guys find this idea creepy? Swipe left or swipe right, Cappy? So am I to understand that they, they re remove the tattoo from the body and then the actual they take the piece skin. of skin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm yeah, out on like that. I'm out on removing the skin. That's it. I'm out right there. I do swipe right and think that it is creepy that someone is going to remove the skin from my loved one's body and be like, hey, you see this right here? See this on my wall? Remember dad, his right arm? Remember that tattoo that he had that looked like a blob of green ink? Because when he died, he was 90 years old and had been on his body for like 65 years. Right there in that in that frame right there. That's my dad's forearm right there. That does seem kind of creepy, doesn't it? Uh, it is weird. Yes. Yeah, it's weird. I'm out. Left. See you. It sounds... I want to see what it looks like but because there's no pictures, but it just sounds disturbing. I mean, I don't know. I get it. I kind of get it, I guess. It's, it's like people do the thing with the ashes, right? And then the jewelry and stuff, I don't know. But I'll tell you this. I I, I'm one of these people that when I see somebody who's got a lot of really nice art on their body, I don't have any tattoos, so I'm fascinated by people who get them. And if you had your dad's forearm skin in a frame on a wall, I'd be, like, examining the hell out of it. Like, no way. They cut the skin off your dad's arm and the tattoo and you put it in a frame? It's gross to me, but I'd be, I'd be really into it if it were somebody else. All right. That's all I'm saying, next? Lindsay. Do we lose Lindsay Baseball? I think so. Lindsay Baseball just bailed on us, huh? Well, I don't think she bailed on us. She's working from home today. Um, I'll hear Comrex. Yeah. All right. That is Radio Tinder. Each and every day at 530. <laughs> that happened. That, that just sort of ended quickly. Yeah. Uh, well, we usually do three. We did two. Uh, Radio Tinder is presented by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award-winning small batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com. And do what I do. Demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. Uh, so real quick, I want to tell you this, Cappy. Okay, I want to I be told. So we were talking about this earlier today. You actually brought this up, so I was very impressed, actually. Tell me. Um, you brought up kind of the, the, all the trades and moves and free agent moves that are going down right now in the Western conference. Okay. And you know, Phoenix is still there, right? The Grizzlies are getting better. They're young and up and coming. The Warriors are champs. Dallas. I don't know if they're better. Um, but I don't think they're, I, I still think that they're one of the better teams. They're in the upper half of the, of the Western conference. Utah will fall out because I think they're going to trade Donovan Mitchell. Denver will be better because they'll get their two guys back in Murray and Porter Jr. The Timberwolves are going to be better. The Pelicans are going to be better. The Clippers are going to be better. Okay? So basically, I've just given you eight teams before I've even mentioned the Lakers that are going to be better. And by the way, Portland is also going to be better. They've made a lot of moves this offseason as well. So if I include the Lakers, that's already 10 teams. And... It's why I feel like because of the strength 
of the Western Conference. And because particularly there'll be a couple of teams coming back from injury, Denver and the Clippers, who were finalists in the last several years in the Western Conference, that it is imperative that the Lakers make this Kyrie thing happen ASAP. And you know what? If you got to give up one of those damn picks, I wouldn't give up both. But if you got to give up one, do it. And here's the thing. My understanding is that one pick is probably on the table. They they will probably draw the line at two. And that is just not a report, but just an educated guess, let's call it. I cannot believe that we're talking about the Lakers being so desperate. And your point is well made, George that there are teams that have had major injuries. You mentioned Denver. You mentioned the Clippers. Teams that were better than the Lakers last year. And the Lakers had LeBron for the vast majority of the season. And they had Russ for practically the whole season, a game or two here or there. And we all know about what happened with AD. But the point is, is that the Clippers didn't have Kawhi, and they still made it in to the plant. And uh, New Orleans was a, 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 they're an improving young team. You mentioned Minnesota getting Rudy Goberte. These are these are teams that are improving on paper for sure. The Lakers are so desperate that the only thing they can do is get a guy who we really, really, really don't know we can count on. If he decides he wants to play and he really wants what, to play what, what a full season, well, but that's what I'm getting at. If you're telling me that the Lakers are this desperate, that there's no other yes, option. that's what I'm telling you. It's yes. either you get Kyrie Irving and he helps you compete, or you don't get Kyrie Irving and plan on being a 33-win team again next year. Uh, okay, you know what the other options are? Dave McMiniman just said it on television a little while ago. What the Lakers' other targets, if they can't get Kyrie, Eric mm-hmm. Gordon and Buddy Heald. Both nice players, but you know they're not elevating them to championship status. I would love to see Buddy Heald. I thought it would have been a good idea last year. We all know it didn't happen. I'd love to see Buddy Heald on this team. But here's the thing. Let me ask you this. Let's say the Lakers get Kyrie. And I tell you that LeBron plays in 60 games. Kyrie plays in 45 games. And Anthony Davis plays in 40 games. What are the Lakers in that scenario? In other words, if LeBron's going to miss time because he's getting older and every year he seems to be getting nicked up, right, and missing time. So how many games again did you say? Well, let's just say LeBron plays 60. Let's say Anthony Davis plays 40. And let's say Kyrie plays 45. Why why is Anthony Davis playing 40? Because I'm assuming that he's going to miss half the season with injury. Okay, I I don't think that's fair either. I don't think he's missing. I mean, I'll I'll entertain your your thing. Well, how many Uh, did he miss this past year? How many games did Anthony Davis play in? Approximately, off the top of your head. I mean, nobody's going to hold you to it. Did he play in more than half the games last year? You think? Uh, probably. Okay. So, actually, nope. He played forty. Okay, and then how about the previous year? Well, previous year he played thirty-six. Okay. So, so you think that after two years where he's coming off of injury, one where he didn't, you know, now he's he hasn't played since April. Like, you don't think that he's going to be ready to play the majority of the games? I sure hope he is. But the last two years have made me think that he can't do it. So that's why earlier in the show when we were talking about what Kevin Garnett said, I'm all for that. Go away. 
get yourself right, come back in the best shape of your life, and have a goal of being the MVP of the league. I love what Kevin Garnett was saying. I hope that happens for Anthony Davis. I'm concerned that the last two years are what he is now, which is a half-a-season player. Gosh, I hope I'm wrong. I, believe me, George, I'm not consumed with being right. I, I'd much rather be wrong. Look, I, I think if all three of those guys are on this team and they play 60, 60 to 65 games, they're a top six seed, and that's all you want. Just be out of the play-in, and you give yourself a puncher's chance at getting out of the West. But the way you're saying it is they have no They don't. They don't have another option. They no. Kyrie. Yes. I, I, did I stutter? They have no other option. It's not that you stuttered. I'm not suggesting that you did. I'm just saying that that's it. It's either you get Kyrie, mother or plan, bleeper, or plan on being a 33 team win, a 33 win team, and not being even so much as in the. They're plan. not a 33 win team either. They're not that bad. What I'm saying is, if if they stake status quo, okay, they're like a 46, 45, 46 win team. That's a playing team still in the West. That assumes you say stay status quo. That assumes that Anthony Davis will play more than 40 games. Yeah, if, if Anthony Davis plays a requisite amount of games, LeBron plays a requisite amount of games, and Russ plays a requisite amount of games, they're about a 45-48 to 48 win team. Okay, the Nuggets won 48 games last year, and they were they were, they were six the sixth seed. Right. right, but that's the high end of my projection based on what you have right now. I'm trying to just process this, though. You understand? What you're saying is their only shot is to get Kyrie, and I'm having a hard time with that because I'm thinking to myself, I don't know that I, and I, when I say I, I don't mean me personally. I mean we, the team, the players, the, the, the organization, the fan base. Can we really, truly trust Kyrie Irving based what? on everything we've seen from him? What is your other mother bleeping option? Come on. There's got to be something. Dude, come on. There's, what is your other option? All you keep saying is the same thing. Tell me what else is the option. Kyrie Irving this is, such is the bleepery. only option. That's it. Holy, you either get but, uh, Kyrie or that's it. Yes! 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 Yeah! Yeah! See! See! That's terrible. That's annoying. That's terrible. That's terrible. If, if Kyrie Irving is your only option, pack it up. Come on. There's got to be other options out there. That's why they pay Rob Palenka. That's why LeBron has, has you know put his, put his guys in his team, in his locker room. What if they don't get him, George? If they don't get him, they got to still go out there and play. What are they going to do? Go, hey, we're not going to play this year because we didn't get Kyrie and he was our only chance? Well, no. I mean, they're still called the something called the trade deadline. I mean, they have time until then to make a move. Listen, all these NBA analysts on ESPN that keep saying he's going to force his way to the Lakers, whether it's this year or when he becomes a free agent, maybe that is the case. Maybe he will. If I'm the Lakers and I really interview him and look him eye to eye and think to myself, He's a changed guy. He's getting a second chance to play with LeBron. He, he's going to be truly committed to our team. If I could honestly believe that, I'm all for it. But I just I can't believe it. Okay, well then I don't, just I don't trust him. mediocrity and waste LeBron's like the end of his career. Cool. Or Thanks. or get or get get Kyrie and watch him decide he doesn't want to play. Okay, well, Cap, you, you, you this is where you're at. This is where you're at, okay? It's not a great scenario, but I'm telling you, you have to pick the lesser of the worst scenarios. The lesser of the bad scenarios, that's what you got to pick. And the lesser of the bad scenarios is Kyrie Irving. And you know what? Despite all that, if he plays 
And he's going to play a requisite amount of games. I'd be stunned after all the crap. He wants to get paid, Cap. So if he wants to get paid, he's going to have to play a requisite amount of games. Like, that's not that hard. I can't believe that you have to Kyrie. Well, he's got to get paid. So at the very least, his motivation is that. And we've seen that there's, despite him giving up some money, there's at least some motivation towards money because he opted in and didn't take the $6.5 million. Was that supposed to be your impression of me when you went, I can't believe, I can't believe, trust Kyrie, I can't, I don't trust Kyrie. Happy, 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 better. That was your that was your impression of me, <laughs> Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> Desperation, George Sedano. That's Aye. where we are. Rap. Greg says to rap, even though he's not on the show and he's at Disneyland at the Matterhorn and he's pissed off at Mason Arena. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Oh, you, you know who this is, right? Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, come on. I'm old school like that. Yeah? How old school? Don't Shazam it. How old school are you, damn it? I don't have to Shazam anything. Go ahead, then tell me what it is. What? Tell you what what is. What this is? Stalling. Oh, this song right here? Yes. A little two-pack? <laughs> yes, it is. That's a shout-out to my man, Steve Mason. Two-pack. Yeah. Mason's very fiery right now. Oh, he was he was legitimately, seriously, not playing radio. Mm-hmm. He was angry, pissed, and yeah. um, it was real today. For Steve Mason, it was very it real. real. It's when real go getting you know keeping it real went wrong. Yeah, and I I gotta say for anybody that's just getting with us and you're like, well, what happened? What did I miss? Yesterday when Bergman was on the show and he was talking about how bad Mason and Ireland interviews are, and we were like, whoa, calm down here. I mean, come on, Bergie. He's like, well, they don't ask good questions anymore. And we're like, anymore? What do you mean? They used to ask great questions and they stopped asking questions. They've changed their questions. They don't ask the same ones. Yeah. And so I mean, Steve Mason. And I would say John Ireland, to a lesser degree, he wasn't as outwardly emotional about it, but I thought Ireland was like, dude, I'm done with Bergman. Yeah, he was. Poor Bergie is at Disneyland with his daughter, Riley. Shout out to Riley. Yeah. Trying to enjoy himself on the Matterhorn ride, and he's just getting all his hate. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Twitter stuff, a lot of stuff. Send the guy some love for being candid, you know, for, for being, you know, open and honest. And they didn't even talk about the fact that he said he likes our intro better than theirs. Oh, we didn't even get to that. Mm-hmm. That is true. We, we should save that, that for Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. you guys should. <laughs> right. so, you know, George, George, that's the what we'll pile talk. on. Yeah, we'll pile yeah. on on Tuesday. Yeah. Hey, guys, yeah. oh, one thing by we the forgot way, to sell yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, we forgot this on Friday. <laughs> Have Breonna play more. the intro. <laughs> here's more of what he said about you guys uh, that he doesn't like about you. Just for that, for Tuesday. Oh, um, Lindsay, funny. tell me the story about the Dodgers, how the guys can't throw peanuts anymore. What, what do we got here with this? Story? Oh, this is, is great. This I, I love this story. 
This is a great story. No, Cappy, this is your story that you put Oh, it's on your here. story, Cappy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, then you tell me. Yeah, so I was reading this story today in the L.A. Times about the guy who was the, like, famous peanut thrower guy. He's yeah. been in movies, and he's kind of... Uh, he's kind of become a famous guy because he throws peanuts at, yeah. at Dodger games. You know, his name is Roger Owens. Right. And apparently now the company that runs the concessions at Dodger Stadium mm-hmm. has told him there's no more throwing bags of peanuts to fans. Yeah. Levy. Yeah. So, right, the company is called Levy. So when the reporters found out about this, yeah. it, rather than this guy Owen going going to the newspaper and going, Hey, I want to turn this into a whole big media thing. They're taking my act away from me. I've become famous after all these years of throwing the peanuts in the stands, and now they won't let me throw peanuts anymore. All he was saying is, dude, this is kind of sad. It's it's part of the fun. You know? Like, hey, you ready? Get ready. And then you catch it, and you're like, yeah, I caught it. I got that pass. It's touchdown from the peanut guy. You mean to tell me that we've become so incredibly unathletic and soft and worried about liability, that if the peanut guy throws peanuts, you don't make the grab, it hits you in the face, and you go, ow, you're going to sue the people who run the, the concessions at Dodger Stadium. I mean, I think it's ridiculous, but we do live in a very litigious society. I don't think there's any question about that. You can't throw a bag of peanuts at a ball game anymore. Yeah. Guy, poor guy. This poor guy, Owens. You know what he says? Quote, I'm heartbroken about this. You're breaking the peanut guy's heart. This isn't his shell. This is his heart. Oh, geez. <laughs> and you're breaking his pocket. Come on. This is how this guy. Do you realize this guy's been a peanut throwing concessionaire since like, I mean, since all of us before all of us were born. Seriously. So did something happen? Like, did somebody actually, like, sue them? Or are they just afraid of getting sued? They, uh, I think they're afraid of getting yeah, sued. Yeah, here's, here's the line. Levy Restaurants That's runs dumb. the concessions at Dodger Stadium. If fans asked why he could no longer pitch his peanuts, Owen said he was told by the Levy representatives to say the decision was made for the safety of the fans. That indeed is what the fans who have reached out to the Times said Owens had told them. So he's not angry about it. He's sad about it. Guy loves being a peanut vendor, and now the guy can't throw peanut bags. What What is the worst injury that a human being could be on the receiving end of if the peanut guy throws me the bag and I miss it and it hits me in the face? What's it going to do, break my nose, break my jaw, knock teeth out of my face, blind me? I don't know, guys. Come on. Hey, Levy, for real, let the peanut guy throw the bag of peanuts, will you? I feel like that's part of, like, going to a baseball game. I mean, I think so. Terrible. Uh, the spokesperson from Levy uh, would not respond to the requests by the uh, person who was covering the story for the L.A. Times. Would not mm. respond. Oh, that's never good. Nope. Yeah, when you can't respond, that's never a good deal. Well, so really what it comes down to is this. If you are someone who likes to go to Dodger games at Dodger Stadium, perhaps you're on your way there right now for tonight's game between the Padres and the Dodgers, game two of this series. If you really, really got a problem with it, you're going to have to get vocal about it. You can't just sit on your hands on this one. You know, if you want the peanut guy to throw you a pass, you're going to have to make your voices heard. Yeah, I agree. So make it happen. Can't throw peanuts at a Dodger game. Jeez, oh, man.
Yeah. We're, I can't decide. Are we that unathletic that we can't make the catch? Or or are we that soft that we might get hurt and sue the Dodgers and sue this Levy restaurant company? I mean, it's probably a little bit of both. But what I would add is that, you know, look, I want everyone to work. I don't want to take any money out of anybody's pocket. I also feel like for a bazillion years we were catching peanuts. It shouldn't really be that big a deal, to be honest with you. I mean, the guy has probably thrown more strikes than Blake Snell has, right? <laughs> Certainly this year. Yeah, so that is so funny to me. We cannot let the peanut guy who's been throwing peanuts since the 1960s. We can't let him. Why was there ever a major injury? Uh, not that we know of. Why was there ever a lawsuit? Not that we're aware of. Then why can't he throw the peanuts? Because mm-hmm. we're worried about what's going to happen. One litigious guy is going to miss the throw. It's going to hit him in the face. And the next thing you know, we're getting sued. Come on. really? Cap, you should go undercover at like. And and like see if he'll throw it. Be like, I swear, man, I won't sue you, and see if he does it. And let it hit me in the face. So and what, see what kind of damage to do? Is just to hand it to someone and they just pass it down to you? I guess that's the new thing. You got to. That's you gotta no hand fun. It. That's weak. Yeah. That's weak sauce. Hey, Roger Owens, um, we're with you, buddy. Seriously, this guy's become famous because he was the peanut throwing vendor at Dodger games. Guy's been in, like, all these different movies, TV series. They yeah. make mention today in the article his wedding guests included oh, the mayor well, of L.A. This because you, you already said the, we- the the movie stuff, like, five minutes ago. So I'm yeah, curious all I'm saying is he's got a lot to him. He's got a lot to his game. That's well, all I'm saying. Well, what's the wedding guests? Stuff? Well, he's become a famous guy. So they said the mayor of Los Angeles was invited to his wedding. Don Eric Sutton. Garcetti? I don't know if it was Eric Garcetti. I'm not sure. They say the mayor of L.A. was invited to his wedding. I mean, oh. I didn't do a full investigation. I just read the article. Oh. Okay. Just feel bad for this guy. Yeah, I do too. Let's taking find his, a way to make it work for him. Taking his Can whole we start a rally. I have to do something. Poor guy. Yeah, let's start a rally. Let's figure it out. The community will activate. Community, figure out what we can do for this guy. For what Roger. do you guys think? Should should he be able to still throw the the peanuts, or or is this a safety issue and and they got to shut him down? Yeah, seems stupid to me. It does seem pretty stupid. Yeah. All right. Coming up next, UCLA USC. We actually can get into the actual Dodgers and Padres. Actually, that, that, that's worth discussing as well. Because there's more fallout uh, from the college football stuff. And it is a couple of great national and international days that we've yet to bestow upon you. And we got one more hour to go. We're back in two minutes. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 